0: you are so worthy of feeling peace, calm, love, joy, confidence, all those things that are meant for you. I promise you they are. As I'm mentioning, like seek to find solutions within a problem, not blame. The same thing goes for yourself. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I am so, so happy you're here And I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. Hi everybody, how are we doing? Welcome to another episode. I am, as always, excited, excited to sit and chat with you guys if you are a new Listener, hey, what's up? Let's be friends. Come connect with me over on social media. It's just the easiest place or here. you can just continue to listen to me and we can hang out. We're friends now. Um, but you can hang out with me on social media at the Girl Who Can podcast or at Arissa Bua. Let me know who you are. I want to know that and support you. Whoever you are listening around the world. I love hearing from you. Um, and if you are a returning listener, love you so much glad you're here as well but let's get right into things it has been a whirlwind of the beginning of the year um it's crazy we just kind of like came out of the gate running things have been really good i took the first week off of um social media like the first week of the year off of social media and it was f- amazing because it was a testimony to how distracting social media can be I think it's a very great place for us to connect and us to get inspiration and contribute um, but it's another thing when we are just sitting there consuming and whenever I take breaks from social media I really get a slap in the face to how much I am consuming versus contributing out into the world and it allows me to slow down be a little bit more present. Um, I also realized that I was trying to fill the space with other things. Like I noticed myself going to different apps that I wouldn't normally go to. Like, I don't know. I can't think right now. Like even scrolling through my mail, my inbox, my mail, my emails, and like just seeing what <laughs> I was getting in my spam email. It was like, I was trying to fill that act of just scrolling. Like I was so used to it. Um, yeah, it was really sad and interesting to kind of reflect on and see that that's what was happening, but I survived. I highly, highly recommend if you have never taken a social media break for longer than a day. Um, and even if you're somebody who's like, well, I don't really use social media that much. Um, I do really encourage you to still take a week, two weeks, a month off. Uh, that was some of my goals at the beginning of, 2024 um, to take social media breaks once every couple of months and at least um, one or two full months off social media just to get myself back to reality because it can be a space, like I said, for comparison and consumption that isn't always healthy. And it's good to do like a heart check from time to time of how i am spending my energy and if i'm even protecting my energy who am i following am i just mindlessly doing things because i am somebody who wants to stay self-aware and really be intentional with how i'm feeling my time and that's a good time or good way to kind of like step back pause reflect um and just go rogue It's honestly kind of a freeing feeling at the end of the day. And since I've been back on social media, um, I'm kind of tempted now just to be like, I don't really want it anymore. Uh, Because it's just, it wasn't, I didn't miss it too much. Honestly, it was a lot easier said than done, which is a good thing. Um, But not what we're going to talk about today. I just wanted to update you guys on that. And I have actually done a... Week by week update on one of my social media fast. I think it was last year, uh, so you can definitely scroll back if you have not tuned into those episodes. They were like special Monday episodes of what I was learning um, and what was being put on my heart throughout each week of not being on social media and doing a lot of reflection. So you can scroll back and look at those. They're pretty quick episodes, from what I remember, but not what we were going to jump into today. I think I actually do want to do another episode on social media. Let me know if that's something that you would want. But today I wanted to talk about conflict. Um, And this is something that we are all familiar with, right? Like it's not a foreign concept of having conflict or frustration or those feelings of anger in our lives. But And there's not like this right or wrong way to feel those feelings or navigate conflict. What matters is what we do with those feelings, right? And so um, I just wanted to talk through a couple of things today that I practice on a day-to-day basis. I am not perfect at it by any means. I think with emotions, especially like anger and frustration and feeling annoyed, we can really be persuaded and do some things that maybe we're not proud of. Um, We can get clouded within our judgment. And so it's really important to have conversations like this just so then we can talk about it, right? Like we sometimes can be really like hard headed and um, closed minded when we are angry. And so hopefully you're listening to this episode not angry. And so you're a little bit more open-minded to hear what I have to say. And these are just like things that I'm learning too, because it's going to be different for each individual of what the circumstances. I understand conflict is not black and white either. And if you really are dealing with something that is impacting you on a day-to-day basis, or you feel like, yeah, it really is um, affecting your work life, your mental health. Please go talk to somebody who is a licensed professional, like a counselor or therapist. I am neither of those things. I am just here to be your friend and share my experiences. Um, But really encouraging you to seek seek out that additional emotional support if you feel like it could be helpful. Um, And even if you don't feel like, oh, my problems aren't that serious to seek out emotional help. I promise you it's helpful regardless. So consider it if you feel like you need it. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, Now how to navigate conflict. Um, I'm just gonna go through a couple of tips, kind of themes to remember and be self-aware of as you approach a conflict. Um, the first one would be to keep calm, keep calm and carry on. Do you guys remember that like, I wouldn't even call it a meme, but it was like a an image that was so popular years ago, probably like back in the 2000s, um, where it was like, keep calm and carry on with like a little crown. Where did that come from? <laughs> that just, that just got back, brought back into my memory um, and I want you to think about that if you know what I'm talking about. But keep calm and carry on. Remember who you want to be at the end of the day. Take care of your future self um, and protect Current you. That's what keeping calm can do. Because as I said, when we are in conflict, when we're in anger, we're frustrated, we can get clouded and do some things that maybe we're not so proud of or say things that we don't necessarily mean. And when we do those things, that is not protecting current you and not taking care of future you. So keep calm as hard as it can be. Maybe that means taking a deep breath before you even say anything or allowing yourself to step away from the situations. Um, because staying calm can also protect you. As I said, it protects current you. Um, it can protect you from current hurt because you're then you're able to sit there. Um, not so close minded or not so emotional emotions are going to be there, but again, it's okay to feel them. It's what we do with them. It's how we project them. So, uh, I want you to protect yourself by remaining calm. And I don't mean I don't want you guys to think like remaining calm is the same thing as accepting this situation. Cause I think that's also how it can be portrayed to the other person that oh, or even to ourselves, honestly. Like we're when we think conflict, we think yelling. I feel like those two things are commonly kind of paired together or associated um, or conflict is like a negative thing. Um, So for calm, that means we're accepting the situation or we have no emotion around it. Absolutely not. Staying calm um, is not a form of accepting the conflict and just waving the white flag and forfeiting your opinion or your emotions. Keeping calm is keeping your emotions in check um, and keeping calm can actually escalate the conflict. So, staying composed is crucial because it shows respect. It doesn't show acceptance, it shows respect towards yourself that you can hold yourself to a high level of confidence and standard and strength within the moment that you can stand up for yourself in a calm way in conflict. That's what it means to stay calm. And if we act let's think about the opposite if we act like the world is ending um, and we're yelling and screaming, and I get it, you know, like there are painful conversations that can happen within, within a conflict. And as I said, you are entitled to feel your emotions, but, and we need to experience those emotions. But if we act like the world is ending, then that can cause pain to you. That defines your own narrative of what you view conflict to be. Um, And essentially that could be stooping down to the other person's level as well. And if you need to take a break from an argument, maybe it's starting to get heated, your emotions are starting to take over, allow yourself to do that. Allow yourself to set a boundary and take a deep breath and maybe Park the conversation. Be realistic with where your current mind space is at. Maybe it's after a long day of work and you have decision fatigue and you know that having a heated conversation is not going to be helpful, but mainly hurtful to not only you, but that other person. Take a step back. It's okay to put up that boundary. Practice it. It's hard, but it's doable. And understand that like conflicts can't really be avoided, right? Like they're a natural part of our human. Interactions, so setting realistic expectations around conflicts can reduce the pressure you might feel during disagreements. Like it needs to be solved right now, or um, the person is is wrong or needs to be wrong, and only you're right. Like that's unrealistic, right? So um, keeping calm also helps you keep that realistic point of view in mind, but if you feel like you currently have those beliefs around conflict, it might just start with reflecting on your what your beliefs are on conflict is in the first place. Like that's something that needs to be done after this episode, right? Because if you think about when I say conflict, does conflict look like a verbal fight to you? Does it does it mean it's a loud argument? Is there name calling? is that what you perceive to be a conflict? And that could be because of your past history, what you're currently doing. Um, So it just requires some like, you know, internal thought process. But I encourage you to understand what it is for you and then potentially seek out to redefine what conflict means to you because conflict can actually be a really healthy thing within relationships, whether it's with a partner or a family member or um, friend, because you are uniquely you, and that other person is uniquely them. They have a different background, they have different viewpoints, morals, values, X, Y, Z, right? And it's an opportunity to learn from that other person too. Like if we feel like we always need to be right and we're so close-minded, for sure, that's gonna that's gonna spark a lot of different conflicts. Um, but it's a conflict can be a tool for healthy, honest conversations, Um, like I said, to understand the people around you better. And also, you guys, like, it's an opportunity for someone else to understand you better. Sometimes we get into conflicts because we feel like that person doesn't understand us, but maybe we haven't given them the opportunity to even understand us. So use a conflict as an opportunity to stay calm, stand firm in your morals, in your beliefs, in your boundaries, and communicate that to the other person express how you're feeling, um, and set boundaries. So yeah, let's get into the next point, which kind of flows. It's setting boundaries. So first was stay calm. Next is setting boundaries, which we've already kind of touched on. But, um, when you're entering a conflict with anybody if you feel like it's appropriate or dependent on that relationship that you have with that other person, clearly identify what you are comfortable with and what crosses your personal boundaries. If someone starts yelling at you within in a conflict type of situation, communicate to them that this is not something you tolerate because this shows that you have self-awareness and it's a crucial element. First being self-aware like if that's something right right if you don't know what you your boundaries are in conflict. After this episode or pause it right now, write down what maybe you've experienced that you don't like within conflict, um, and then start to form boundaries around that. Because in that create self-awareness, right? And self-awareness is crucial for effective boundary setting and reinforcing your own self-worth. Goes back into that first point of protecting your current self, protecting yourself from hurt. Boundaries is how you do that. And once you've communicated your boundaries, be consistent in enforcing them, right? Like we are so quick to put up a boundary and then have somebody walk all over it. So stay, stick your ground. That's part of being the girl who can communicate your boundaries be consistent in enforcing them because this reinforces importance of somebody else in yourself respecting your limits um and i i can't speak for everybody but i think that boundaries can be erased or blurred so often because in conflict Obviously again it's a very emotional thing. We can get frustrated, we can get angry or maybe we do set up a boundary and then that person crosses it, we get angry and then it just becomes this whole big jumbled mess. I get it. It's not like black and white. And but as I mentioned before like being angry, raising your voice, calling names, that emotion can be essentially stooping down to that other person's level. So again remember your value, your worth, your morals, your boundaries and we're we're not perfect. Okay. Like this is a lot easier said than done. I get it. I'm sitting behind this mic, giving you some tips. I'm not perfect at this. Um, there are going to be times that we slip up and that's okay. As long as we're able to be self-aware that that happened, we can reflect, learn, grow, move on. It's okay. I promise you that's also part of being the girl who can is failing and messing up and trying again. And sometimes it being okay with the messy. Um, But sometimes, you know, like, yes, I'm talking about setting boundaries within the conflict. Sometimes conflicts can arise due to a lack of initial understanding about each other's boundaries and needs. So educating other people about your needs and expectations to prevent future misunderstandings can be really really healthy and prevent conflict as well so be repetitive if you want to the people around you the boundaries that you set and reinforce them if somebody does cross them and not only share the boundaries that you have but have mutual respect for the other person's limits um We are not here just to be selfish human beings, right? But protect and honor those others, other people, other people's boundaries that are around us Um, because that's, respecting that boundary is essential for healthy conflict resolution as well. Um, So that's on setting boundaries. I know for a fact, I have definitely made multiple episodes about setting boundaries. So if you want a refresher, if you are new here, um, scroll down and we can dive into that topic a little bit more if that's something you want to continue to work on. Okay, so next is seeking solutions, not blame or shame. Because in conflict, it can be very easy to attack the person, attack the who, not the what. We're attacking the person, not the problem. And we can view conflict sometimes as this black and white where it needs to be somebody's fault. It's either that person's fault or we're hurt, you know, that kind of thing. But but instead, I encourage you to have a problem-solving approach to conflict. Seek to understand why the person did what they did or seek to be productive, not destructive, because we can be very attack, attack, attack. Why did you do this? It's destructive conversation instead of productive. Um, there might be a lot of emotion in this, and it goes back to keeping calm, right? But there might be areas of agreement, but there are also might be areas of disagreement, um, and that's okay. There are going to be conflicts where you just have to agree to disagree. You're both different individuals. Maybe that person's morals is not in line with what you thought they were going to be. And so you can't seek seek to understand. Yes, I say like try to understand why they did it, but maybe the other person doesn't understand why they did it either. Um, And you don't understand. So you're just going in circles. But so you agree to disagree. Or maybe it comes to a solution that you didn't necessarily want or ask for. Um, and that's where we go back to like feeling your emotions. You are entitled to your emotions. Um, and we how we navigate them, you have to experience it. Um, because when we just shove down the emotions, that's when it manifests itself into unhealthy things that can come from Um, conflict which is not what we want right as girls who can but I think sometimes when there is a outcome of a conflict that we didn't necessarily ask for or wanted we can potentially feel this sense of shame like it was something that you did or why is this happening to me um And I am so sorry if that is something that you are experiencing right now or you have in the past. Um, I just want you to know that shame is not from God. That is not something that I want you to be feeling. And a reminder that you cannot control what the other person is doing. You can only control what you say about yourself and how you feel. So take note of how you begin to talk to yourself. If you are experiencing some feelings of shame, Um, and as I mentioned, that's not from God. He does not want you to feel shame. The enemy wants you to feel shame, and those are lies that are being told to you internally. And so take note, be on alert of those shameful feelings because you have the ability to replace those shameful feelings with the help of god with the help of this podcast and um hopefully people around you that love you that can speak life into you and love into you because you are so worthy of feeling peace calm love joy confidence all those things that are meant for you i promise you they are as i'm mentioning like seek to find solutions within a problem not blame the same thing goes for yourself seek to find solutions within yourself practice self-compassion treating yourself with the same kindness that you would offer a friend um that if they came to you and said that they were feeling this way And challenge those negative thoughts about what you're feeling and replace them with more realistic and neutral, compassionate ones. This can be very hard, but writing it down on a piece of paper and maybe writing the opposite or more neutral runs can be really helpful exercise to um, intentionally think about this stuff. Because what you think about becomes your beliefs. Your beliefs influence your actions. So take armor. Be on alert of what you are talking about to yourself about or what your thoughts are. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, if this is affecting your day-to-day life, please go seek some emotional support, counselor, therapist, and talk to somebody about it. And so the next tip here for conflict is practicing active listening. This is something I think I do pretty good at, but I can always improve in any sort of way or just like, you know, be mindful of it. But I think in arguments, um, just in conversations, generally, we all don't really do this enough because we live in a world of technology where we're just accustomed to not being present. Hence why I took a social media break last week. I have to consistently remind myself to be present in my day-to-day life. Um, But active listening can not only help in conflict, but Everyday life, really, because in conflict, if someone were looking the other way or like on their phone or not even in conflict, just in general conversation, if you were talking to somebody and they were like looking at their phone or seemed distracted, I'm sure that would make you upset, especially if you were trying to tell them something that meant a lot to you or just anything. It's annoying when someone is not paying attention. And so give somebody their full attention when you are in conflict. and if they don't have your full attention, set up a boundary. That's a good opportunity to share something that, you know, you're not going to tolerate. That This is something that Tyler and I, Tyler's my husband, will try and practice because we have noticed that not giving our full attention has sparked conflict and arguments. Like I've called him before and started talking to him about something important, but I could notice that he was distracted um, or busy. And I just wish he would have stopped me when I started talking about an important subject and said, hey, I'm busy right now. Can I call you back in 20 minutes when I have more time to give you my full attention? He was at work when I called him. I can think about a specific example. So if you want to have an argument or a debate, a important conversation with somebody make sure that that other person has their full time, your full attention. Don't catch them off guard because maybe it's not the right time and then you're not going to be able to um, get the full attention that you know that you need in order to come to a resolution. So another thing part of active listening is making eye contact, avoiding interrupting. Side note, interrupting Definitely is something I used to struggle with on a daily basis um, because I like to give solutions. I like to get things off my chest, even in an argument or in a normal conversation. And I don't do it to be spiteful. And I didn't even notice I was doing it, but it became a habit. Tyler's actually the person that brought it to my intention. Um, so it's helpful to have people in your life that want to make you better. But self-awareness is also good as well. So also paraphrasing and summarizing, that's a part of active listening, meaning repeat back what you heard that person say in your own words, because sometimes we hear something in a different way that the person didn't mean for it to come out. So that in and of itself can cause feelings to be heard or even additional conflict. So before you react, ensure you're hearing things correctly to ensure you and the other person are on the same page. And this doesn't require being like an expert at this, like just starting to practice it. And as you are navigating conflict, I do think it is important to use I statements instead of you statements. It goes back to that whole point of not blaming the other person because it also brings awareness to like how you're feeling. So when you use I statements instead of you state you statements, you are describing what they said, and how it made you feel. And this helps to avoid sounding accusatory, blaming, shaming, and focuses on your own experience. So for example, I hear you saying X, which makes me feel like X. Um, so again, just starting the sentence with I. I hear you saying X, makes me feel like X. Last tip for conflicts is taking a step back and taking a break. I mentioned this earlier, but I really want to harp on it um, because it kind of ties everything together because this can be a boundary within itself. This also ties into remaining calm and respecting yourself. So if the conflict becomes too heated, consider taking a break. You know, like this can provide time for you and the other person to cool off and gather your thoughts because sometimes it's not productive just to sit in frustration and you're just going in circles at that point. So give, yourselves, give yourself space to think about what is actually happening because in moments of high tension, we say things that we don't mean or those hurtful things um, or we just like We're just not clearly thinking to formulate a sentence that sometimes makes sense. Um, Or we go away from that conversation wishing we said things differently. So if the person is worth having a difficult conversation with or important to you, then they will also see the benefit of giving you your space. They will honor that for you. But it might be hard. You know, because not everybody has the same communication style. It might be, so you might be having a conflict with somebody who likes to tackle it right then and there. And you're somebody who likes to go away. Um, addressing that like, hey, we have different communication styles. This is how this conversation is going to be important and productive for us. I need to take an hour or two to just sort my thoughts. And we can come back to this so I have a clear head. That's it. And that in of alone like says a lot about you, your ability to be self-aware. And that's huge. And again, I get it. This isn't like a black and white type of advice tip. Um, it definitely depends on the context, if you're at work, who you're talking to. But if you are able to do this and it, you know it will benefit you, and this is how you operate, lean into that and respect your own boundary. But I hope overall, this was helpful. You gained some useful tips. Maybe send this to somebody who you have had a recent conflict with and have the spark of conversation of what you both could learn. That's also helpful. Um, But if this was helpful, please not only send it to a friend, share it on your social media. Uh, and tag me at the Girl Who Can podcast or at Orissa Lujano. I would love to know what you learned, who you are. And like I said, we're friends now if you are a new listener because you made it to the end of the episode. So happy for you. Also, if you haven't already, I would appreciate it so much if you could leave a review over on Apple Podcast. A written review helps the growth of the show out so much. And as mentioned, I always... Would love to grow this community. I have goals for this podcast this year. Um, we just hit 50K downloads and I know if I don't share my goals with you, they're not gonna happen. So I would love to get 100K downloads um, at least middle of the year, that would be fantastic. So I would love if you guys could help me reach that goal by leaving a review. It really helps consider it a gift and I would be so grateful. But I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your weekend or day whenever you're listening to this and we will chat next week. Bye everybody.